I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Orange Amplifiers and their Tremlord 30 guitar app. A very orange take on a classic, cool 1950s amplifier. It's a 30-watt 112 all-valve guitar combo with two foot-switchable valve-driven tremolo speeds and two-spring reverb tank. Everything you need to deliver high-quality, vintage-inspired, boutique-esque tones in the near-indestructible chassis of an orange amplifier. Harking back to tremolos made famous in the 50s, the 12AX7 valve-powered tremolo oozes versatility and depth. With crystal clear clarity and buckets of headroom, the Orange Tremolo 30 is the latest in Orange's run of meticulously designed pin-drop perfect amplifiers. Visit orangeamps.com forward slash tremlord for a detailed overview, sound samples and links to dealers worldwide. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hi. And Matthew Knight. Good. Oh, you sucked the fun right out of that. (laughs) That I thought that was a fantastic intro. What you guys didn't hear is there was there was wonderful uh, there was wonderful sort of uh, like a ye olde music behind it and everything. No, there wasn't. Well, well, there is there is in the future, Jay. Oh, okay, cool. I'm quite into I'm quite into that kind of you know non-linear mm, podcasting mm. yeah yeah that's 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 how we, how yeah. we joe if you if people listen to that at uh, like double speed do you sound young oh that's interesting maybe okay. maybe it works like the face app sort of thing i i, I don't want to know <laughs> what you can get up to with the face app. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we are mark packhamless this week uh mark packham's on the holiday somewhere is he uh wasn't he on holiday yeah, like two weeks holiday. ago no, no, no. He's. I don't know where he's gone. I think he's gone somewhere relaxing and hot, something like that. I've been pestering him um, sort of every day for the last few days because uh, Reverb hasn't paid out to me for something I sold. And so I've been annoying him. And he keeps just replying to me that he's on holiday. And I, I won't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't accept that as an answer. <laughs> so I'm hoping hoping something will get sorted soon anyway. but, uh, uh, but He yeah. was just telling me about someone who was giving me a load of grief because... They were 
uh, complaining about the fact that they hadn't been paid out yet. Yeah, that, that uh, I didn't realize it was it was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in uh, he's in Cornwall. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, well, there you go. That's 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 quite a, quite a decent distance out of his uh, out of his flat for for Mark Packham to travel. Really. Well, yeah, totally, totally. Um, he was complaining about the fact that he had to take six trains or something, and it's like, okay, well, you know. That's what happens when you refuse to learn how to drive. Like, it's, you know, it is, it, is. It, is, it is funny though that three of the four guitar nerds can't drive. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people. When I you know, say funny, do you mean irritating for me? Because no, I mean, that's also true. <laughs> it's great for us. I, I really, I, I, the problem. If I learned to drive, I would have to drink less there would be a situation where i wasn't being taken home yeah totally so i'm just never going to have that taken away from me that sounds like madness especially when i've got you jay and yeah uh, that's good i like i especially like when you arrange for us to go and do stuff and we have to be places really early yeah you know oh yeah we're we're going to birmingham today i'm like oh okay cool i guess i'll leave the house at 5 30 Shall I? Oh yeah, cool. Okay, good. You know, it's always that that sort of stuff. It's always fun. Yes. Well, I I I, I apologize. Anyway, we you have don't got... have to apologize. It's fine. I wouldn't accept it even if you did. That's that sounds reasonable. Anyway, okay. we've got we've got Matthew Knight back because you were we we obviously last week we did our Summer Nam special. Um, yeah, I was but... actually back last summer, Monday. Yeah. Summer, was... summer, summer well... Nam. Summoner. I can't believe we've never used that as a as a jingle. That, that would be a great one. Should, a little, a little sing song. Yeah. That's I was too busy listening to Kid Rock in no, his no. new bar. At, in, his, uh, in his bar. Is it on the main street? It's on because you've been Broadway? right. So what's it called? Yeah, Broadway. Broadway. So yeah. there was a bar there last year, which is obviously closed, and then it's reopened. It's like this. It's yeah, Kid Rock's Honky Tonk. It's five floors includes a full steak bar and every time I walk past it be it 10 in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning um, there was music playing it literally never stopped and every time I went past the band downstairs was playing Kid Rock really? Oh. Was, yeah. it just, was it just American Badass on loop? is it just a bar? they were just... actually playing American Badass <laughs> one bit. I was like oh man and all the people were just loving it I'm like oh god are you scared? um that yeah, sounds like the worst I, place on earth. I witnessed a rather cr- well, because obviously, if for people who haven't been, Broadway is like this huge street that's got a bar. Well, every every stop is a bar. I think apart from one shop that sells boots, that had a crazy <laughs> promo that was like, "Buy one pair of boots, get two for free." I'm get like, five what? beers. <laughs> what? Buy one, get two free. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so they have all these bars, and most of them are multiple floors, and we were walking past one of the bars, I think about half past one in the morning and all the windows are open because it's crazy hot. So, you know, it's like 34 degrees and guy was playing like an AC 30 and he had it backed right up to the window, obviously to like try and cool it down in some way. And some guy drunk sat on the window. We were standing there watching the band and then uh, some guy just turned the amp down and ran off. And obviously it cut (laughs) the guy... That is fantastic. <laughs> and the guy, the singer turned around to me and was like, hey, F you, man, put his middle finger up to me. And I was like, 
wasn't me. It was this dude pointing to this dude like running down the road, and the guitarist <laughs> took his guitar off, flew out the window, and like chased after him. <laughs> and then they were like, "Hey, man, don't touch our stuff." I was like, "I didn't do anything. I was just watching the hilarity." Of some guy just turning this guy's cranked AC30 like while they did a cover of Jimmy Eat World. I was like, oh, oh, oh my so goodness. um, yeah, that's the fun. But it, you know, loads of crazy bands. We went to the um Gibson um evening the Gibson party. Yeah, Chris Isaac did Wicked Game. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, that is excellent. <laughs> that is everything you've ever wanted. And then he played another song, and I was like, this is a Wicked Game. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has other songs. And then they loads of people did a cover. They, and then everyone who played that night got on stage and did Free Falling, including JC, the uh, Gibson CEO. JC Curley. Yeah. <laughs> got on stage and sang Free Falling with everyone. It was very weird. Um, that, did that, see... Yeah, it um, really sounds weird. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, there was loads of people there. It was quite good. Um, stood next to Joe Bonamassa for a bit. Um, did he remember you? No. Oh. I, I didn't actually go up to him. I just sort of was about two feet away from him. Um, but yeah, that was quite good. I mean, Summer Nam is, is a much smaller show than Winter Nam. And as I was saying to you earlier, Joe, I actually think the best thing to do is walk around it every day for about an hour. Because then you see something different every time rather than just like try and do every stall in, in yeah because you eventually get knackered and you don't want to stay at any one stand for too long because you don't want to miss something yeah yeah and actually it sounds half, like a better way of doing it half of the show this year gibson was like the middle point so we had gibson were there they had the biggest stand they were they had music literally all day loads of people on there in front of that was Hal Leonard, and they were like the the middle ground. And then every side, uh, everything to the left side of Gibson was like pro audio, and everything to the right side, um, which started with us, was was guitars. Basically, how how did Gibson compare to? Because obviously, this isn't their first Nam since being back. They did this year's Winter Nam mm. as well, um, and after- Summer Nam last year. Did they do the Summer Nam as well? They yeah. did, but they had but, a very small booth on yeah, Summer Nam. Yeah, it was, Nam a, it was a small... And even on their Winter Nam booth, it was very much like it was some trestle tables with guitars oh, on it. This, There this... were a lot of them, but it looked more like a second-hand sort of boot fair than it did a, a Gibson stand. Uh, how how was I, this I, one? I, I'm, what, at Winter Nam? Yeah, at Winter Nam. I didn't go to Winter Nam. I didn't go to their booth at Winter Nam this, last year, this year because I didn't get a chance. But their Summer Nam booth was incredible. They had this massive, high def, um, like color screen, like playing loads of images and videos. They had uh, a bunch of guitars on the tables again on black cloth. But they had pretty much every guitar they make, including all the Kramers. They had guys in the middle building guitars. They had some sort of guy doing like these crazy carved tops in the middle. They had back. They had a big stage at the back, which was all bands like all day. They had a cool backstage area where they had every model of guitar up against like um, in its own like cubby whole sort of thing that had like images behind it. It was a a huge stand as well it was probably like was it the biggest one there oh it's yeah it was like three times the size of any other booth there it was uh yeah they came they came in hard <laughs> at summoner this time they were like really going for it um and the booth was really busy like really busy non-stop there must have been at least 100 to 150 people on the booth at all times from the moment it opened to the moment it closed so despite all the whiny internet hate everyone was still at the gibson stand well, and 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 at the gibson party there must have been a thousand people at that gibson party um wow 
the next you know the next day it's just like people love gibson well um, they're great guitarists yeah and they were playing it through great amps so you know it's great oh yes that's right <laughs> was it which, you, you you gave that every single gibson was going through a boss katana that was true yes oh that that's what that's, a pair that's, that's, what a pair <laughs> What pairing? Yeah, oh, um, I, I want them to bring back their own amps. That's what uh, I want. Some cool old Gibson amps. The GA five. Yeah, the GA five. I don't yeah, know. I think it was something like that. Um, the Epiphone yeah, Valve Junior. Oh, the Valve Junior, classic. Oh, the ultimate modding amplifier. They because they did a stack, didn't they? They did the Valve Junior stack um, for a little while, which was quite cool. It was two one one tenths and a head, I think. Oh. Yeah, and they did. They did a full size, didn't they? They did like a forty water. Oh yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, they was... weren't. As, they weren't as good. I think no. the little ones were the be- the better ones. Yeah, it was. It was a booty camp head before booty camp heads existed. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> so, Nam, there are there are there are. I want to hear about your highlights from Nam. Yeah, but before we hear about your highlights. You posted a picture in the Guitar Nerds Facebook group of something that you picked up at NAM. A new uh, guitar. Yeah, so actually this arrived the day after I think I came back from NAM, actually. So it's quite a nice uh, welcome home gift. And actually this was um this sort of all came about from Fuzz Guitar Show, which I spoke about a few months ago in Gothenburg in Sweden. Um, I sat down for lunch with one of the guys, Clemens Huber. No relation to Nick Huber of Nick Huber Guitars. That's ridiculous. Uh, I know, it's crazy. Um, so Nick Huber Guitars <laughs> are a German, very small German guitar company that debuted Is their Huber first... a popular German name? Huber. Yeah. Uh, well, for two guys to work for the same company, but not be related. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Huh? I will find out. Uh, approximately 0.3% of the population. Well, there you huh? go. That, 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 well, then this is an incredibly... So that's, that's, that's like one in... That's What's that? That's like three in a thousand people. Yeah, there's good chances there. <clears throat> I like those odds. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we started talking about Nick Huber guitars, and they were actually on display. Um, Not on the Wikipedia page under uh, notable Hubers, I should have Oh, I should, we should change really? that. Yeah. We should change that after this conversation. Um, I'll speak to the team and be like, why aren't you on Wikipedia? That's where everyone gets their information, including guitars. <laughs> um, so yeah, they were, they were on display as part of the store, These Go To Eleven, and we started talking about guitars, and I was like... Oh, I've I've heard of you, and you know I've I've seen a couple of their guitar models before, and oh, you don't see many of them in the UK, blah blah. And I was like, I've, I'm sure I've never seen a pink one. And we went on to talking about pink guitars and how they definitely should make more in pink and scrap every other color and just you know, pink guitars are the best. And uh, we were talking about guitar nerds and stuff like that, and we sort of exchanged business cards. And then about three or four weeks later, I got a a message being like, oh here's this pink guitar we've decided to build in, like, your honour sort of thing. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's like, oh, you know, what sort of specs should it have? And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if it was this and this and this. And then this conversation just sort of rolled on until the point where the guitar sort of showed up at my door the day I came back from Nam. Um, so, <laughs> um, and, I, and I should actually put the record straight because I don't actually 
properly own this guitar. It's on loan to me at the moment. With I'm currently deciding whether I should or shouldn't own this guitar. Well, there's, but I, there's a question for the listeners. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash group is what you forward mean. Forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Should Matthew Knight buy the pink? Well, the, the thing is, if I have to, just because of the cost, and obviously they did they did do me a, a little bit of a deal. It means but they I are very expensive sell, guitars. They're three and a half grand guitars. So even yeah. with a even with a deal, well, pretty much everything they 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 make is made to order, and it's like a custom spec almost. Everybody shape they have or type of guitar they have has their general spec but you can custom customize so much of it for the store so the guitar um they sent me was the nick huber krautster 2 uh which is their kind of i guess it's like almost like a homage to a les paul jr in a way because it's like flat top with one humbucker and then the non-adjustable uh, stop tail bridge um but it's got a p90 in the neck single volume single tone um but what is really interesting, and I was talking to Joe about this earlier, is it's a mixture of four different woods. So it's a cedar body with a maple top, with a mahogany neck and an ebony fretboard. And what's the what's the binding on it? Because it's a wood binding. Well, the interesting thing is the binding is actually the unfinished maple top. Ah. So what they do is they mask it off and then they finish the top and then they oh, so it's not just it's not it's, binding. It's not binding. That's it's cool. the maple I like top. That. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, so I, you know, I'm sort of weighing this up against the 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 58 that I have. And this feels I mean, there's only four builders at Nick Huber guitars, and this feels so much more personal and it feels so much more hands-on. It feels like it wasn't just churned out in a factory. And the Gibson sort of doesn't feel like that but it does feel like a lot of other good they're very very les different in a sense that your your les paul is well whilst it's you know a gorgeous you know gibson custom in in ocean pink it's still everything about it is a les paul so it's a, le- a les paul neck profile gloss neck you know the body weight is les paul whereas the nick huber is designed to be a new guitar so they're yeah. not weighed down by any past decisions like a les paul is or a telly is or a strat is it's yeah it's so things like the contoured heel that it has a gorgeous the neck is mahogany but it's so unfinished it's like you can that, that you can feel the grain as you're running your yeah, hand down it, it's it, so smooth it's the the funny thing is going back to because obviously I've, I've got a few you know lucky enough to have a few different guitars and i was sort of haven't played the les paul for a bit and i was going back to it and with that painted neck versus when you're so used to playing an unfinished neck it really does feel quite quite different especially yeah. in this heat as well it feels way more sticky to pay like a, a fully like nitro neck yeah but even though they're both nitro this feels and breathes a little bit more than sure. than the les paul but it's nice because you can if you want you can incredible weight as well yeah well that's the cedar body I, i'm sure it weighs less than my japanese strat um it can't be more than sort of seven and a half pounds i think <laughs> that's outrageously um, light yeah i mean it's obviously a thinner body and it's obviously not a carved top like a, a les paul but the, i think the closest the only real resemblance to a les paul is the fact that it's probably that single cut body shape yeah everything else about it isn't very les paul at all but the they actually make an incredible range of guitars and and i like some of them i don't like some of the other ones but the things like the Krautster are really cool because they kind of give you that vintage feel, but they've obviously got a lot more thought into being an instrument in their own right. 
but they actually make a really cool guitar called the Surfmeister, which is worth checking out, which is a very similar body shape, but it's hollow uh, with two TV Jones in it. No, oh, now you're talking. Um, More like a sort of a Doug Cower style. Yeah, thing. so it's kind of that Cower thing. Because um, I was actually thinking about the. Is it Titan? Yeah, yeah. Titan are the affordable Cower. Yes, they sort of remind me of that, and they and they obviously do a couple of more like Les Paul style guitars. They do one called the Orca. Um, they do a guitar called the Twangmeister, which is like a single cut carved top uh, with two P90s and a single coil, but with like a Tele um, plate. So they do a range of like really fancy like flame top guitars that go that start at like five or six grand, and then these ones start at like I think about three nine. Yeah, and I, I mean, which I is love not bad that they do a mix the, of, um, of traditional instruments and sort of super modern. Like there is yeah. something for everyone, you know, <laughs> provided you like, you know, glue yeah. neck guitars. And I actually, I really love the um, the bass they make as well. Oh, the, the, the right, right, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, a, fantastic, gorgeous, short scale, oversized body, uh, hollow, single cut, um, like arch top. Um, just one massive soap bar in the middle, and and the yeah. Nick Huber headstock looks fantastic. So when you stretch it for to make it into a bass headstock, it, it looks like even better. Like it's oh, it's a fantastic guitar. Yeah, I, I would absolutely play one of those. You know, if they didn't obviously come with the sort of three and a half grand price tag. Yeah, <laughs> the, well, that's but, the thing. I th- you know, they're such a small team, and it feels like it feels like someone built it from start to finish and that yeah. and and that's what i really like about it there's like a real connection with like how it was built and and kind of who built it um and yeah it also smells fantastic oh it does it's got that proper it, gorgeous it's got nitro that, like, smell yeah that brand new nitro smell which i miss from working in a guitar shop when you open up a guitar for the first time you're like ah oh. The awesome smell of nitro so um, so just just to interrupt very briefly <clears throat> yes you earlier on we were we were texting between the three of us and just working out what time we were going to start podcasting and joe said oh i'm just on my way back from matt's and when i said oh cool what have you been up to you came back with oh you know taking photos uh like looking at new stuff maybe doing some videos actually what you meant was you were sniffing matt's stuff i was sniffing yeah. his guitar yeah okay yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you were that's, sniffing that's stuff yeah Cool. Yeah, yeah, we're just guitars. Oh, okay, just guitars. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. like, no, okay, no, don't worry. No solvents. Just no. Well, <laughs> not this I think time. that's enough of that. We're going. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's so, yeah. the that's the Nick Huber. What an incredible instrument, and I I think yeah, definitely something to think about. It's a lot of dosh, and I think maybe you would have to sell one of your other guitars. What other guitars you've got to choose from? You've got the Japanese eighties Stratocaster. Um, you've got a choice of the um, your ocean pink uh, uh, Gibson Custom Shop Les Paul. Um, you've got your um, Music Man Valentine. You've got the Charvel DK24 in shell pink. Um, then I guess on the ones where you know it wouldn't certainly make back the whole amount, but it would it would help towards it. You've got a Baja Telecaster. Yeah, that, with that custom... would definitely worth no money now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> totally it's, modded that. Yeah, it's pretty wrecked. And you've got your ultimately modded SG as well, yeah. which which I think you should always keep. I actually play, played most of your guitars today, and I, I, I still think that SG is the best thing you own. It is, it, it is great. It's incredible. And um, actually, I guess, I don't know if you talked about it uh, last week or not, but whether you talked about the new 
Charvel DKs that they had on display. So we didn't actually, we didn't get round to talking about the new Charvels. Did you get to go and see them? I saw them. uh, So every day my colleague was like, you've got to go over to the... The um the Charvel booth and you've got to check out the Charvels. Oh, the the blue one's amazing. And I didn't get a chance. And then on the last day, uh the show had closed and I went over and went, Look, really sorry, they put like the banners up. I was like, Can I just be that person? It's like I actually work for another brand, I just didn't get a chance to leave the booth. I hear you've got to check out one of these guitars. And the product manager came out and bought both the Burgundy Mist and the Frost Ice Blue, is that the colour? Um uh, Yeah, matte blue frost. Matt Blue Frost. Um, And I've got to say, they are absolute... Spec-wise, I I actually think they blow the the pink one out of the water in terms of what you can do with the humbuckers and the switching and everything. I was like... That is a cool guitar, and the Burgundy Mist looks because they're all HH, fantastic. right? So they're not they're not HSH or yeah, HSS, they're HH, like the but they've ones. got um, the they've got a five way selector with an extra switch that like switches it into like almost like single coil mode, but it's not a coil tap, and then gives you like a bunch of Strat sounds and Tele sounds and the humbucker as well. I was like spec wise, I think they're incredible it's obviously the same as the the dk i just thought that the wiring on it was just like oh that's like a step up in terms of versatility so just uh, to just to clarify what you're saying with the pickup selector selector so you've got bridge so position one is bridge position two is both outer coils position three is bridge and neck together position four is both inside coils and then position five is just the neck pickup and then you've got the two-way control, the, the, the mini toggle, which allows you to decide whether you're having them in series or in parallel. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, a lot to remember, but... So basically, it basically it's a Baja Telly, is what we're saying there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those colours, oh man. That, the, blue, just... the blue looks amazing. Oh, I've, ne- so I've never been a big fan of Burgundy Mist. I've never been a big fan of Burgundy Mist. But uh. I think the blue looks amazing. I, I do wish that... Uh, I, I mean, I really hate to sound like a stuck record here, but I do wish that the HH was available in Shell Pink because I, I think I agree, Matt. I think the, the HH is a cooler guitar. I've I, I got to be honest. I, I'm like... I saw it and was like... Oh, I sort of wish I hadn't bought the pink one. <laughs> just, not, and it's not a color thing. I think it's actually just a spec thing. Having those two humbuckers, I'm like, oh, that to me, I was like, that is really what I should have had the first time round. Um, but I, yeah, I think both look amazing and same price. I guess they're thirteen hundred map. I think aren't they something similar to that? So um, yeah, very I, very cool indeed. Amazing, yeah. Now, uh, you obviously didn't go away to um, to Summernam and not buy uh, at least some things. So uh, let's talk about the things that you bought. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll go very quickly because we have covered these these bits before. But yes, I was talking to a new friend of mine, a chap named Paul, um, who does a lot of the MIDI programming for a bunch of different companies out there: Disaster Aero Designs, uh, Chase Bliss, and. He obviously knows guys really well, and he hooked me up with a awesome price on a mood and a tonal recall red knob mod, um, which is their kind of souped up version of their tonal recall delay. And I bought a couple of MIDI controllers for them as well. But the mood and the tonal recall are amazing. I had a little bit of time to play with the mood today, and it is just like such a creative inspiration 
machine for like ambient stuff. It's it's so good. I can see why everyone's sort of gone a bit yeah. nuts over it. Well, we we did obviously cover it a bit on the on the podcast, but yeah, I mean, crikey, I I really I really think the mood is a very strong contender for Gear of the Year this year. It's it's a really cool pedal. I mean, again, I don't know if it's one of those sort of like. I wouldn't say flash in the pan because obviously Chase Bliss has been very popular and, and even Chase Bliss came out and said, look, I think it's one of our most popular releases ever. Obviously, the big news from them as well is they're discontinuing the wooden box. Um, so oh, yes. Yeah, so you got you got some of the last two in wooden I got the, boxes. I got one of the last ones in wooden boxes, which was really nice. So, yeah, they're discontinuing the, the wooden box. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's there's so much in it. And I think it's really nice that they've taken in... Um, two other companies to program most of it, like Joel from Chase Bliss said this was his like his most hands-off project. Um, and I think that's really kind of opened them up as a company that maybe will they'll do more collaborations like that in the future. Um, the tonal recall's amazing. Um, it's like an incredible analog delay. And what I love about it is obviously that it's digitally controlled. So you get a whole bunch of stuff with MIDI, which is amazing because I always find that's the thing. I love... Um, my deluxe memory man and i can get similar sounds out of this but i can save a bunch of different presets and that's obviously great when you're using a a midi switcher um and i bought a couple of bits from disaster area design so i bought their little midi box which allows you to interface midi with chase bliss pedals but also their new little pedal called the midi baby and it's basically a small of and what color did you get the midi baby in hot pink obviously (laughs) um it's it's the same size as that AWOL effects booster. So yeah, like the, sm- t- the square pedal. Yeah, basically as small as you can possibly get when you put a jack on a pedal and that's it. But um it's got a USB out, you've got an online computer editor, and then you can program it for three different MIDI commands, depending on whether you instantly press it, hold it for one set amount of time and hold it for a second set amount of time. So you can program this thing to do something like I think it's like 300 MIDI messages on three different taps. So you can, like, one button will, like, totally change your entire rig. So it's actually, like, programmed to be a kind of one button changes everything kind of thing for, like, going to a crazy sound or going to a completely crazy setup or something like that on your pedal board. So for $99, I was like, this is one of the coolest programmable devices I've ever used. Um, so I'm looking forward to sort of diving into that and doing some that sort of weird stuff. That is saying something from Matthew Knight. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was really, I was really into it. I thought oh, they had a cool stand. They built like 16 of these MIDI babies on like a clear plastic board, and then they've got loads of different coloured LEDs, and it was doing all sort of fancy light show. And I was like, ah, oh, light show, I'm in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that now, wasn't the only reason I bought it. Sure, sure. Now, um, you you told me about this next product earlier, and it's something that. Um, that you know, I think Jay will be excited about because it is, of course, technically an accessory. Oh, you know how much Jay loves accessories. I mean, well, you know how. Do you remember years ago, Jay, when um, when if you wanted a good strap, Levies were the strap company to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, obviously now it's yeah. Fender, but then it and, was Levies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Years ago, it was, uh, this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their incredible new Neo 250 Copperback speakers. Sacrificing none of the delicious musicality of your favourite Celestians, the Neo 250 Copperback is a neodymium speaker that supplies tons of tone without the signature cone breakup immediately associated with 
the classic Celestian Growl. Rated at a monstrous 250 watts, the Neo 250 works together with your amp to provide fantastic dynamics, delivering all the headroom and touch sensitivity you could possibly need. All that at a modest five pounds, which is that's like 2.2 kilograms. Check them out at Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebolaud in Spain, plus gear for Music Toman and Backstrop. And if you're in the US, then you've got retailers like Sweetwater, Musicians Friend, AMS, Parts Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course, Amazon. For more details, check them out, Celestian.com. I'm actually, you know, getting to a point quite like that. But now there's so much competition for levies, you know, like Gibson do those great big thick padded straps. Fender have a massive line of, of great straps. Boss have just introduced some really good sort of rugged, both retro and modern straps. Mono, uh, a mainstream strap company, uh, company who are offering options for, you know, for vegan straps which is which is fantastic and the, and of course there are a ton of great boutique strap companies out there um levies they needed to do something so what did they do matt so and jay you are going to like this because it is ridiculous um so i was at the breakfast of champions at summerham which is the award show and Levy's won an award for their new trademarked and painted um, right height line of straps featuring ripcord technology, which is Ooh. basically an adjustable strap. But instead of, you know, have to take your guitar off and then you've got the little bit and you've got to like feed some strap through or pull it tight or make it shorter. This has got a little ripcord that comes off the back that you pull down once to lengthen it and then you pull it again to shorten it. It was absolutely genius. I was like, don't even take your guitar off. You just reach around, pull the little ripcord and then there you go. That, so is, that, that is very smart. That's very and, smart. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about like, you know, pulling it once and it loosens it and it sort of goes like a ripcord. No, because it, it, was, it was like, <laughs> it was... It was quite smooth in terms of the uh, the action, right? Um, but yeah, and actually, I think they were saying that Gator is now part. Um, sorry, Levy's is now part of the Gator family. Um, oh, really? And they've bought the person who did shoulder sh- soldier 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 boy uh, straps onto um, <laughs> design redesign the entire Levy's product range. So they're currently redesigning all of their straps, bags, and accessories. So a while ago, we got sent like a. Like a Didario, Didario pack of stuff of things, you know. And one of the things was their double shoulder strap. <laughs> the, the ultimate, the I squid. Well, yeah, well, the, the <laughs> not thing, the squid. You, <laughs> Never the squid. You, you wear it over both shoulders, and yeah. then yeah. like a backpack. Yeah, but for for a front guitar. For your, oh, like a front a front pack for your guitar. Yeah, so you've got it going over both shoulders, but both of them are both the bits on the shoulder are going to the to to one to the top. What I want to know bit. about the about I the, can't work out how to get it on. What I want to know about the um the double strap guitar yeah. strap is mm. can you just wear your guitar like a backpack? now can you can you put it on backwards and just like you know go shopping i just i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna pop into i'm going for a walk and i just i want people to see that i play guitar so i'm gonna (laughs) 
like I'm going to wear it like a fashion accessory. What, what you I'm, need is a see-through gig bag. You just what? got. Oh, yes. <laughs> what I'm I need into is that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, that's actually. I tell you what. That's actually a great idea. A line there's, of see-through gig there's, bags. There's, yeah. So there's uh there's there's like a whole. God, that um, is a good idea. Yeah, it really is. There's a whole uh, kind of change of, of, I'm just going sports for just a moment, uh, like loads of football stadiums at the moment aren't letting you in. And actually it's, it's bigger in America, but uh, they're not letting you in to, to sports stadiums unless you've got a see-through backpack. Like that's the only bag they'll allow in. Oh, wow. So, cool. yeah, maybe. about see-through kits. Yeah, see-through kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Emperor's, the Emperor from the Emperor's New Clothes has just uh, started sponsoring a uh, Sheffield United, who just come up to the Premier League, and yeah, they're they're wearing the, the Emperor's new kit. Yeah, a Sheffield United back in the Premier League. Yeah. Oh, good the for blades. them. Oh. Anyway, that's enough about sports. People have turned off. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I always I'll preferred listen. Sheffield Wednesday. Careful there, mate. Careful. I just thought <laughs> I just thought Wednesday was a fantastic suffix for a. It's just a great you know, day for a football team. It's yeah, just a great just, day. It's <laughs> the middle of the week. Why not Friday? You know, Sheffield Friday night. That sounds Sheffield great. Friday night. I don't know. I don't know how good a Friday night is in Sheffield. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, do you know Sheffield Wednesday is actually just called Sheffield Wednesday because they played football on a Wednesday. That's literally <laughs> oh, where the name came from. Wow. That's. I love that's, it. I love it. Anyway. Um, so yeah. That, so that was uh, Levi Straps. Levy Straps. Yeah. Um, but very cool. I thought that was very good. And they've actually, like, yeah, totally, like, trademarked the technology. Like, no one can steal this now. Um, so, yeah, I actually thought that was a cool accessory. I thought Jay might be pleased. Were, Thanks, were, you, like, saying, awesome mate, stuff. were you saying that that was the first strap to ever be patented? Yep. Wow. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, that's not true. Is it not? I don't think so. I mean, there's certainly at least one strap like line that we do that's painted to technology so yeah oh. don't know oh the offended oh, sorry yeah we'll have to do more research i, can't, so I mean the... could be on trademarks maybe they got there first maybe who knows let's uh let's talk about some more stuff let's uh let's talk about a guitar brand now we just as we've done an effect in it and an <coughs> accessory um let's talk about revolta Guitars. Yeah, so a uh, friend of the podcast, Wesley Steed, um, ex-GAK employee, ex-Guitar Guitar employee, yeah. moved to oh, Nashville. And, uh, you missed you missed after after he was Guitar Guitar, then GAK, then Peach. Actually, he was Guitar, oh, yeah. he was Gak, and then Guitar oh, yeah. Guitar, and then, and Gak, then Gak, and then Peach. And then Peach. Yeah. <laughs> He's worked literally everywhere. In fact, it he did... Um, and he built guitars as well. He built guitars. He does guitars build guitars, and he, he did a podcast episode with me once as well. Did he? Yeah, on the on the Gak podcast. Is that after? And, uh, oh, is that after we left? After, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that doesn't count. After, that doesn't yeah. count. Oh, okay, doesn't fine, count. fine, very well. Um, so yeah, and then he actually, me and him went on a Gibson buying trip when we worked for two different dealers to Nashville, um, where he now now met his now current wife, yeah. and he moved to Nashville, and um, he just got a job at Revolta Guitars, which is also part of Novo Guitars, which are the Dennis Fano designed instruments. Um, so Revolta Guitars are designed by Dennis Fano, built in. I'm going to say, because I've forgotten, I'm pretty sure he said Indonesia or Korea, but they're built in the same factory as uh, Italia and, what's the other brand? Italia and Reverend, built well, in the same factory. They're marketed on, on the Eastwood website. The Yes, uh, I think they're part of the 
Eastwood Distribution Network. I think in part in parts of it, I can't remember the full story. Maybe we need to get Wes on here and have have a chat about them in full because they had an awesome range of guitars. But they announced their Mondata Baritone Seven, um, which was amazing. Um, I think there's a a huge. We were talking about it. There's a great range of like companies coming out with alternative baritones now, which I really like. Baritones that aren't metal guitars, basically. So this this baritone seven is not a seven string baritone. No, it's just part of their naming system. Right, uh, there's a lot of Roman numerals involved, but it's a chambered mah- uh, mahogany body with a German carve. We know how much we love a German carve with a raised center block, uh, double bound set maple neck, bound fingerboard, purloid inlays, twenty eight inch scale. Very much a, a retro guitar, a sort of offset. Oh, yeah. that, that sort of surfy, sharp edged offset. Kind yeah. of, uh, kind of thing with a nice sort of Gibson tunematic style bridge, and it was just amazing. It sounded great. It had re- it's P90 in the neck, humbucker in the bridge, and yeah, I think again, if you want to go baritone, but you don't want something that's you know metal, as it were, um, it's, it was well worth checking out. Their base, their new base, was really cool as well, um, and I was actually just super impressed. It was really nice to see stuff from Fano. One of the only guitars, actual Fanos I've ever seen is that one we actually had in second hand um, in, in GAC before. Um, and then obviously we spoke about him before and they sort of, he sort of disappeared and left the sort of Fano range. And it's nice to see him redesigning guitars. They had, um, I think they had a, was there a bass six as well, I think, or just a normal six string with like three mini humbucks and a Bigsby. Um, they do a range of cool colors. So yeah, I was definitely, definitely worth checking out. Revolt They're very Stars. cool. The 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 uh, Combinata uh, one is uh, is definitely my favourite single. It, it's that it's that sort of uh, Novo Fano sort of shape, um, which is you know I, I I have no idea how to describe it. A really oversized angular sort of sixty surfy thing, um, and they've they've done it with uh, just a wraparound bridge and a single P ninety in the bridge in cream with a black plate so it kind of looks like a uh, Les Paul Jr but in the this Revolta style yeah oh, and they do um, gorgeous. the common art which they call the set well the Roman numerals is XV11 which would be 17 um, is the has got a Duesenberg trem on it which is actually the nicest trem system I think I've used um, it's sort of halfway between a Strat trem and a, and a Bigsby um, it's kind of really nice and fluid but it's kind of got a bit more movement to a big speed and it feels a lot more stable as well. It, that, very, looks very a, that looks a bit like the Rickenbacker, the John Lennon Rickenbacker. What's that, the 328 or something? Oh. What's the... Yeah, uh, the Onion. Yeah, the Onion. Is that the, <laughs> the 328? I'm going to have a look. I'm I think looking it was as well. This, I'm pretty sure it's the 328C58? Okay. Oh no! Are you, no, there was the six fifty. Was it? The no, it's not one thing. No, enough. no, because the six fifty is the slightly weird uh, top horn, isn't it? I know which one you mean. I'm, I'm sure it's I'm like sure three it's two eight, eight or something. Eight, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm incorrect. I can't remember. Um, or three. If two anyone eight. knows, post it in the group. But yeah, the what we lovingly referred to as the onion. Um, it was a very, very weird guitar, um, and it was also very expensive. Three two five. Uh, sorry. Uh, yes, very similar to that. It's actually, the Combinator is actually based off, they say here, um, original inspiration from the 1954 combo model electric guitar. Um, and he created a prototype of that in 2006 and they've sort of refined it since then. But yeah, a great range of cool guitars. Novo guitars um, are actually all built in the USA in Nashville. 
which is quite cool. So, again, similar um, design um, by Fano, um, but all built in the US, and they have some very, very cool guitars. Um, I think the Cirrus T is their kind of P90 with a single coil in the bridge. It's sort of that single cut with like a sharp lower horn. Um, they are very, very cool guitars. Very, very cool guitars. Awesome. Now you actually you also went over and saw one of our one of our favourite pedal companies, Old Blood Noise Endeavours, who we didn't we didn't speak about their uh, we didn't get around to their new release either. Yeah, on our, I, on our I guess, special. I guess it's a bit of a weird one because it's not a guitar effect, but it was quite cool to actually go and see everything they had. Um, it was really nice to see the little expression controllers they make in person, um, and to talk to one of the engineers, and we were we were showing some stuff, and they had a mood on display, and I said, oh, you know, great job designing the mood. I think it's from what I've heard. It sounds amazing. Um, and this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. They were actually showing a prototype of what they call the more, which is um, their vocal processor. So it's a multi-effects for vocalists. And But what's cool is it's got a mic preamp in it, um, so you can saturate your vocals. It's got a bunch of different effects in it. They said it was still a little way off being finished um, because uh, there was, you know, like knob design and layout they still hadn't fixed. Um, but they really wanted to offer something for vocalists because they were like, so often, he's like, I'm a singer. And, you know, so often I just get told I'm not a musician because... I'm a vocalist and he's like no I really want to show off you know what I can do on vocal and the option to use a bunch of pedals as well so yeah XLR in inbuilt preamp foot switchable saturation two different sets of effects um it was a really really cool thing I'm it's a really great idea of course yeah definitely vocalists get stuck with that one because unless you unless I know boss do one and and TC helicon do their multi-effects as well but outside of those and they're very they're designed for singers they're like here's a you know here's a a ton of reverb like there's nothing weird it's very yeah i think this is weird with those this is obviously aimed at the vocalists that play in bands who also play their pedals yeah yeah Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so i i was i was really into it i thought that was really cool i think the great thing is as well as they say that it's um you know, it's not just for microphones, it's for mic'd instruments as well. So, oh, you know, if, that's very cool. So, you know, if you're miking up a guitar, you could use it in the studio for processing a mic'd guitar, for example. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. This I think is, some... this, this is uh, calling out for Joe Branton to add a bit of kazoo to the next uh, I'm thinking, uh, polymath yeah. record. I think maybe I'm, we should I, just I, have I, it through the microphone for the podcast. Yeah. I'm like a shaker. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you just add it in post. No, I, I love I actually love no, the idea. Live, no, okay, smash live. On, smash on the saturation, bit of reverb and flanger. Uh, I absolutely love the idea that uh, Joe and Polymath show up to a show and they're like, oh yeah, how, how many mics do you need? How many mics do you need, fellas? Oh yeah, just three across the front. Okay, cool. C- can we get a bit of a sound check? Can you- yeah, I'm, I'm just going to plug in my pedal. No, no, no. So I, need, I need a line without the pedal. No, no, no. We don't use it without the pedal. <laughs> just imagine you just kazooing straight in. Well, I, I, yeah, I could definitely. I'm, I'm thinking more egg shaker. You know, like a, just a, just playing an egg shaker, running it through loads of stuff. I'd be really, really. How can you play the that. egg shaker when you're playing the bass? The thing about kazoo is you can do, you can do no, both no, at the same time. I'd, I'd get rid of the bass. Get rid of the bass. I'd just have this. You're just, just gonna play. Egg, oh yeah, <laughs> custom custom shop I'd, egg I'd shaker. Play egg well, shaker I, into an old blood noise endeavors more. <laughs> well, a couple of times I've been to see this band called Britney, and uh, and they 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 have a bass player and a drummer, and then a guy who breathes into a microphone and runs it through a pedal board. <laughs> he has a massive guitar pedal board on I'm a in. table. I'm totally in, <laughs> and oh, he just great. he just heavy breathes into it and then manipulates all the sound. It's, they're very good. That's bonkers. Yeah, I- occasion- occasionally he screams, but you know I I can never work out if he's you know. Uh, if, if it's supposed to be part of the show or not. So uh, one year, in fact, at Reading in 2004, I want to say, uh, I went to see, I, I was watching Green Day headlining the main stage, uh, but they clashed with uh, Mike Patton and Razel, who were doing a collab uh, show in one of the smaller stages. So I watched like 40, 45 minutes of Green Day and then I was like, right, I've got to go and see Mike Patton and Razel. It's going to be amazing. And uh, it was Razel beatboxing and doing, you know, that thing that he did, which was beatboxing and singing at the same time. <laughs> if your mother only knew that one, uh, yeah. and basically the only one, Mike, yeah, that's that was like his thing. And Mike Patton was just yelling, just yelling into delay pedals. Uh, and at the time, I was just like, "This is awful. This is this is really terrible. Why have I left one of my favourite bands?" I mean, bear in mind, I was uh 16 or 17 16 i think or maybe 17 oh no yeah that's far too young to appreciate someone yelling into a delay and uh yeah nowadays i'd be like yeah absolutely i'm not gonna go and watch green day actually i'll probably still go watch green day but uh i reckon if they did that again i'd definitely consider uh not but anyway either way i think this is a i think it's a really cool idea for a pedal like you say there aren't that many options for people who want to do like weird stuff um and what's cool about it i mean at least from the from from the the prototype that they've put together is you've got a uh a selector with five different effects i think so you've got two you can assign two different effects to two foot switches but there's five effects to choose from across the two so yeah including reverse oh right cool which would be a ton of fun that would be cool Mm, yeah, absolutely. That now, combined with that combined with a delay, pe- uh, sorry, a, a looper pedal afterwards, you could like oh, do yeah. some beatboxing, then reverse the beatboxing, and then oh yeah, well sky's the limit. <laughs> That's exactly what you want. Now, other than uh, other than like all the all the big brands and m- some relatively mainstream stuff, there are of course loads of teeny weeny little brands, and uh, you you came across something. That that was actually kickstarting. Yeah. Itself. So I'll, um, there's a couple of cool things I want to talk about, but we'll talk about this Kickstarter uh, really quick. So there was a guy who's basically um, 
Although it does look like it's closed. I mean, we need to speak to him. But basically, he started an Indiegogo for something called the C99 from 3 Degrees Audio. That was his company. He's a DSP engineer, engineer and he's basically built a pocket multi-effects. Um, and it was crazy. It had a tiny screen on it. It had two controls. It was... Um, like just sort of it could be stereo in or stereo out via trs cables or you could do mono in mono out it had usb and you could hook it up to um i think an editor on the computer as well and then it had two tiny foot switches and the idea was it was just supposed to be a desktop effects process that you could plug headphones straight into um or you could carry it around in your gig bag but it was also like a usb audio device with midi uh and then you could edit it via an html uh, interface on a on a web editor um, and he started a, an Indiegogo, basically. Um, we'll have to put the link in the script because the one yeah. that I found looks like it's closed, and it was running when I was at Summer Nam and and it was called the C ninety nine. So, C99. listeners, if you remember that, go check that out. It seems like um, a really oh super yeah. Cool so product. there's actually two. I think he started one, discontinued, like obviously cancelled it, and released his new one because this new one has a little screen, so you can actually edit everything oh, from yeah. the screen. Um, they are looking for 18000 I think they were $225 each. But actually, for the size, I thought it was wicked. Yeah, output into amps, um, which can run in stereo. You can run into monitors. You can output into your phone. 9-volt uh, powered, guitar in, tiny little screen, multiple effects chains, uh, multiple presets, HTML editing. I was like, wow. Oh, and it's got a bunch of impulse responses in it as well. So, yeah, through headphones, you can actually load in some Celestian IRs and um, have some proper impulse responses going into your headphones well, as well. They're, so, they're, and they're included, we yeah. should add. So what was cool about that, and actually a great idea that that Ryan from 60 Cycle, Hum, uh, 60 Cycle Hum had for a lot of his videos was that he was getting content at Nam by running the guitar into his HX Stomp, which is obviously giving his amp model, and then out of that into his Zoom recorder. But obviously that's quite bulky. This, like, as a tiny little pocket multi-effects without modeling and IR loading, you could literally do that. Much better way to demo stuff at trade shows. Just guitar out, out of whatever you're going into, into that and then into headphones. A much better sound. You get a much better idea. Um, so I think actually just for like people using um, at home who want to just play with headphones, like totally gig bag worthy. I mean, the foot switch was not necessarily stompable to the max. Um, it was like a little plastic button. Um, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. But um, actually, like, I, I think the guy's like got great ideas. I think it's a really, really cool project. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, and we sort of sort of wished him all the luck for the future because he basically programmed the entire thing himself um and i was like that is amazing um yeah it was a really cool little product the c99 oh awesome awesome um yeah i'll quickly run through a couple of the last few bits from nam that are definitely worth checking out uh, this one i think j cross will also be into this is a company called brand new noise um who also won a um best of sh best in show award for summer nam and these guys make recorders, thumb pianos, and other tiny instruments with inbuilt loopers with outputs. So they make tiny little music makers, basically. Yeah, we, so we've seen these before. I think we've talked about these before. I can't Have remember. Have we? Yeah, definitely. I re yeah, 100%. We've talked about these before. 
we because they they do make sorry Matty I didn't mean to cut across you there that's right but they make a bunch of like really really simple uh really cool yeah like yeah. music makers and, so I th- and there does I think the guy the guy is like he's maybe a teacher or something I think I, I think basically the the or he built something he wanted to build something that his kids could play I'm sure he, um, there's something along those so, lines so the story is he built one for his nephew five yeah. for his teachers ten for his first online store and he's still building it yeah now. that I, I knew there was something along those um, lines yeah but so yeah it's obviously it's been featured in a bunch of stuff I think they're going to be sold in Selfridges now oh in wow the UK. Um, and the guy was just like and I saw them and that was the last booth I went to before the show closed and I just went up to him and went man I think these are wicked I definitely think they appeal to the guitar nerds audience of people who want to make stupid ambient noises like their little thumb piano with an inbuilt recorder yeah. and a jack out and then it's just the control on the front to control the pitch I'm like is that the these are, these are the Zoots, yeah, yes, they I, also it do. It looks so good, man. Yeah, and um, I actually saw today they make a tiny xylophone with a looper in it and an output jack. I'm like, oh, these things are amazing. The one, um, the one that I remember getting really excited about when I when I was looking at these was the Cranky, which is a um, oh, what's the? It's a tiny, it's a tiny player piano. Yeah, isn't it's it, a basically? player piano. But if I remember correctly, you also get a bunch of blanks that you can make yourself oh cool i'm sure i'm sure i remember hearing about that or or, or seeing that on their website they're so good i I'd totally forgotten about this company they're so so cool man. yeah i i just think that um anyone i think great christmas present i think just great thing to treat yourself with i thought i saw those and was like this is wicked. Although the person who demonstrated it was like at the best in show. They they weren't there. They sort of like, uh, sort of very crudely sort of demonstrated. And I was like, instantly like, they went, yeah, it's got a looper in it. I was like, yes. <laughs> and an output jack. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go and check this out. I was like, I can instantly see myself dropping the guitar and going thumb piano straight into my pedal board. <laughs> it's like the less notes. I mean, this thing's only got seven notes. Six notes, even better. Um, so yeah, I definitely think they're worth checking out. That's brand new noise sound gadgets. Um, and let's talk about one more thing. I should probably talk about the last thing on this was um, Noatronic. Um, and I also found out about this from the Best in Show Awards. And we went and checked this out on the booth. And I've got to say, how have we not spoke about these before? How's the guide not got more news out about this product? So, how do I explain? This is a passive onboard expression pedal that replaces your guitar's tone pot. So, you get a little tone pot in the pack. You get a TRS jack output that you replace on your guitar. And then you get the Noatronic expression receiver. And what it does is it transmits guitar data from your pickup to this uh, pot out into the expression receiver and turns guitar notes or guitar, um, I would say movement from the guitar pot into expression. So that then can be sent out via MIDI. So for example, it's like a push-push pot. So he had it hooked up with an HX stomp and every time you, when you clicked into uh, preset mode, every twist of the knob, there were six positions, changed presets on the hx effects and then you hold it down and it goes into expression mode and then it controlled so he had a fuzz for example fuzz patch he's like cool now turn up the tone pot engage the whammy so you can use the tone pot 
for MIDI control, which he was then using to control the whammy. And I was like, that's amazing. And then he was like, oh, but it's also got analog expression out. And he had it hooked into the mix control of uh, RV6. So when he turned up the tone pot, it did the whammy and increased the mix on the uh, RV6. What, for like, like, swe- for like volume, for, for like for, reverb well, swells? Well, yeah, anything. So yeah. if you've got uh, a delay pedal that's got delay time input on the expression pedal, you go from this little Neurotronics box into the pedal and it will control the delay time. So what you have to do is install this little passive um, tone pot, which has got a little circuit board on it. And then obviously you have to install the TRS jack. And as far as I was made aware on how the technology works is what it does is send a bunch of pulses down the cable. And then the first thing your guitar goes into is the expression receiver. And then there's just a normal output that goes out into your normal chain of pedals. But what it does is it changes those little pulses into MIDI data or expression data via TRS. So you can effectively now control your effects, MIDI effects or analog effects via the tone pot on your guitar. Um, I thought it was totally bonkers. I thought it was an absolutely amazing product. And he includes a wiring diagram diagram? Diagram. that um, effectively rewires your Strat to um, volume, master tone, and then the expression pedal. So I think right now, because obviously it's quite a new product, it only works with Strat-style guitars. This is outrageous. But in terms of like, as soon as he did the pitch with the HXFX, I was like, there's a bunch of people out there who will find this thing absolutely amazing. Um, because as soon as you go MIDI, you can control... As, you can control anything. The, you can control anything. So, and what was nice is the pot is actually notched in three positions. So if you're using it to control six different presets, you can feel where you need to turn it to, to get to the next preset. Um, but the the onboard expression thing for me, actually on the analog side of controlling, for example, the mix on the RV6 meant that you can do these amazing, huge reverb swells from your guitar. That um, to me sounds like the... that uh, What was that weird ring that we... Was the hot hand, the hot Lord hand. of. From, oh yeah, that that sounds like a more usable version of that. Yes, because you don't have to wear a ring. Yeah, yes, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah. But effectively, it does the same. But what was crazy is that obviously, I was like, as soon as he said, "Oh, you got to put something in your guitar," that puts most people off. Yeah. And he's like, "It's passive." So once it's fitted, that's it. So how how does it? What is it? A wireless transmitter or something? No, it's so as. As far as I can understand from the technology and asked a few people about how this kind of works, is that every time you move the pot, it sends a series of incredibly fast pulses from the pot to the jack, which is TRS. And those those um, pulses are transmitted via the TRS jack and then received in this box. So the box has to bo- be first in your... Chain. The box has to be first and changed. So okay. what you what you do is you replace the. So that's why it only works for strats at the moment, I think. Okay. So your strat normal jack, which is obviously just mono TS, is replaced by a TRS jack. So rather than using a normal guitar lead, you use a TRS lead. You go into the box, and then the box has a guitar through, and then that goes into your pedal board. So, uh, so sorry, I, please bear in mind, I'm an idiot. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I am so far from okay, understanding. Fine. So, that. yeah, just so, just so I'm clear, what you have to do here to get this to work is you have to replace the middle uh, knob on your strap. Yes, 
and you also have to replace the uh, jack. output jack. Yes. Cool. And that's and it. That's, and, and that's it. Right. Okay. And then you just go. And, and you're you only go, replacing the output jack because you need a te- you stereo. need a stereo out rather than a mono Ex- out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then you just go into the box, which is also included in in obviously the pack. Um, and then it will instantly the knob will instantly start transmitting uh, either MIDI or, or analog data. You can tell it on the on the box what you want it to do, and then it's obviously just a case of um, programming it from there. But what it was just really interesting on like the concept of how this technology can work, what it can do, and how, what it could do for your guitar rig potentially. Um, and it was Joe, just one just guy. Fart? No, there's there's like a there's a, a kid with a motorbike who, <laughs> when it gets past sort of eight o'clock every night, he just drives his motorbike up and down the little cul-de-sac. <laughs> oh, I have on, someone on my road over that does and that. over and over again until about eleven p.m. Oh, it's, it's so annoying. I'm yeah. gonna find him. No, I'm into oh, it. I- you, you should. You know what you should actually do. It, sorry, Matty, but what you should actually do is you should. Um, you should buy a motorbike and like start a gang. Oh, that is quite a good idea. I've always what, wanted with to him. Yeah, with him. Yeah, no, against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my gang. cul-de-sac, kid. <laughs> Between eight and twelve, I'll be riding my ten <laughs> cc bike up and down here. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this product does look awesome. Noatronic, Noatronic, Noatronic. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. I'd love to just get one. And thing is, I don't really have a guitar that I can sort of uh, really butcher for it in a sense. Well, not butcher, but I don't really want to take it out of my sort of paisley strat. 80s paisley strat. You like to buy a new strat? If, if only there was. If only there was someone oh, who could like could buy a cheap like, one mod, only, mod, mode. mod mode, mod mode, um, mod mode, mod mode. Ah. But I definitely think this would be worth checking out. I reckon as soon as we post this in Guitar Nodes working, people are going to absolutely lose it. It's, yeah, it's, it was it's very Honestly, cool. the first time I saw it demoed, I was like, genius. And the fact that it's passive, I was like, genius. Yeah. <laughs> For, on yeah, your guitar, yeah, yeah. no battery. Or totally. Because as soon as you ask someone, as soon as you lock someone into... Um, we was, I was sort of talking about this with, I think you guys maybe talked about it on the podcast or talked about it for that J-Rock guitar, G-Rock yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. That, we we didn't actually talk about it. Oh, really? Should yeah. we quickly talk about it now? Yeah, we no, should. No, we're yeah, going to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the J-Rock. All right. Let's go in very quickly. I saw this guitar. Totally, totally bonkers. Um, J-Rock or G-Rock. I'm trying to... J-Rock trying... because it gyrates. Ah, there we go. The pickups gyrate, so it's gyrock. <laughs> um, I'm actually trying to find their website. Can't. Um, right, so because they're part, they're no part to, of no wild guitars. Language. Yeah, yeah. They're what? Sorry. <laughs> it's because they're part of uh, wild custom guitars. Oh, okay. So this guitar is basically a custom built. Everything about it is custom built by them in their factory. That has two revolving barrels that allow you to change the guitar's pickup configuration, but not in just a wiring sense. Physically change the guitar's pickups, so it's like a big wheel <laughs> in both the neck and the bridge that comes with a range of different Seymour Duncan pickups um, that you can then effectively use two controls on the front to shift the wheel into different pickups i've just uh, dropped the link in if you need it matt if you uh, I've, i have got it um totally and utterly bananas incredible um 
it, like it's all like aluminium, which they like. It comes from like a massive block. They all do it themselves. Everything's made themselves. Like, well, the pickups are Seymour Duncan at the moment. Apart from the pickups, but they that, that's the thing. So talking about being locked down to a system, you're locked into the Seymour Duncan pickups that they can use with well, it at the moment. Well, at, at the moment, but they will release more, and they certainly give you a... a, a, a it comes with a, a big set of, of pickups. It does. So I, you can get kind of every, every tone you could possibly need. I mean, need. incredibly engineered, amazing extremely expensive <laughs> so yeah they're sixteen thousand dollars but the uh but the instruments themselves are incredible the website is in fact very good and it gives you lots of information you can have a look at the full range of guitars they only do the one body shape which is uh, there's a single cut les paul sort of modern yeah. les paul kind of um kind of thing um plenty of information on there about the system and how it works well, the, via the, those two mechanical levers very cool and the, a, a range of Really great colours that the guitar comes in as well. Yeah. They are all $16,000. The only thing is, is as soon as you like, oh, we've got this amazing pickup system. Great. Seymour Duncan, load to them. Great. You have to use our guitar. Well, mm. yeah, but... That's I always was, the problem, what, I find. What I heard on a podcast, I can't remember who was talking about it, was that you actually would be able to... They Apparently... In theory, you can retrofit it. They they're not offering it yet, but they're thinking about it. Is did, do I understand that correctly? I they didn't mention that to me. I could see that that would be possible. I mean, that bit of engineering is incredible. Uh, it it so, looked amazing, and the whole thing is magnetic. So you just you pop the pickups in and pop them out again, yeah. and the back is magnetic, it's, so it pops on and off really easily. It's very similar to Reddish guitars. Do you remember Reddish guitars? They were the um, they yeah, the are, super engineered, like uh, perspex back guitar. Well, they're yeah. they're sort of well, they're wooden front and back, but they're magnetic. Like the back is magnetic, and the pickups in them are magnetic, and you can just pop everything off and pop a whole bunch of new stuff in. And it's got that crazy pickup selector that's touch. It's like a five-way touch sensitive. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, pickup yeah, yeah. selector. Such a bad I mean, idea. I, I I mean the thing is, is what you start to see from this, and you know. There's so many great builders out there, and I saw a bunch of them that you know we're not going to go into, and we saw a bunch at Winternam as well of people actually really trying to reinvent the guitar. And again, the boutique guitars showcase was there, and you just see some of the guitars that people are building. And you're like, man, people are like, you know, stepping outside the box when it comes to guitar builders. And I they had one on the boutique stands, and I can't remember if it was a Winternam or not. And I wish I could remember. I think I took a photo of it somewhere. I wish I could remember what brand it was. And it's like, it's a mahogany guitar. I think it was mahogany, where it, its display stand is also the slab of wood that it was built out of. So it's this huge slab of mahogany that's also the base of the stand that then the guitar body shape was cut out of. It was carved, and then the body is one whole solid piece. Oh. And it was something like $70,000, I think. Ah, um, that's outrageous. But it was like nothing had been taken off and re-glued or anything like that. It was all one piece. And the stand that it came with was the slab of wood that it was cut out uh, of. That must cool. have been a really stressful build. Yeah. I can't, I can't take anything off. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can post the link in the um, in the Facebook group. But that was bananas but yeah like i said there's so many people just like going outside of the realms of what a guitar should be i think outside the yeah telecaster yeah. so um 
that was a, just a few of the um, a few of my favourite things. Very cool. That is it for us here on the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We're going to continue over the on the Patreon where we're going to be taking a look at uh, uh, podcast listeners on the on the Facebook groups. Um, the uh, Guitar Nerds confession thread. We're going to have a a bit of a butchers at uh, at that well you can join us there for as little as one dollar a month you can support the podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you the patreon episode and more and ten dollars a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out in one breath by me <clears throat> ready you nearly didn't make it last time I know. Well, there haven't been any any new ten tiers. Oh, well, so, that's quite yeah. interesting then, because what that so. suggests is uh, either last week you were this good, be easy. or last that's week you were bad. Ah, uh, there were there were more five dollar tiers this week, just no ten tiers. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Marin Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Works, Joshua Mitchell, Christopher Lund Hudson, John Pearson, John Mayer, Sonny Manning, and Johnson Grumsack, Milton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric Pyle, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Andrew, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Hamilton, Arnie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Dagger, Stephen Hunt, Rob Trout, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Emmy James Maker, Ron Troyer, Aaron Salmon, Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lewis, Hans Arms, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rod Mordick, Duncan Watson, Ed Madley, Steve Markle, DJ McCross, Michael McRae, Connors, Matter, Andy McKenzie, Brad Bridge, Blood Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Ansis, Will Corrigan, Will Clare, Moe Gromit, Will Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott King, Sean O'Brien, Christopher Walkman, Cupertson. I, I oh think I thought God. I think I thought I had it at the start, and I was a bit, you know, more casual. And then I just classic Branton arrogance. Got, Is that right, what that yeah, was? I got myself, I got myself into a wee pickle. I've drank a little less than I normally do today, so I just figured I'd probably have more gusto, but uh, uh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the case. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Guitar Nerds. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. We'll catch you over on the Patreon. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye.